and welcome to the first ever episode of Unserious Dots. First of all, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Andy Dawson and I'm joined here by my co-presenter and your name is... Oliver Ross. Oliver Ross, formerly known as DJ Beans. How time has passed. He's now uh, revealing himself in his true form. Um, what did you think of that <laughs> intro music? It's quite rubbish, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it's really good. I liked it. It felt like walk-on music, I think. Like walk-on music? Yeah, if I was a dance player, I'd walk on to something like that. I'd, I'd kind of strut. strut. On, on, no high-fiving st- anyone, no selfies, just strutting slowly. First of all, yeah, this is. I wasn't even thinking about this. This is something, this is one of my things that I get annoyed about on the darts, which might just be how this podcast turns out me just talking about things that annoy me it's gonna be like a therapy session for you like like it does like you know like me me tweets do like me the podcast just i'm thoroughly miserable as a person no the walk-on parade if you want to call it that has got out of hand it's going on too long um we've got we're now in the stage where we've the high fives i can live with autographs no selfies no i understand selfies absolute joke autographs Depends if it's like a seven-year-old child. If it's a seven-year-old child, you're giving a seven-year-old child an autograph, that's fine. If it's eight, no thank you. High-fiving everyone, grand. Well, there, there should be new rules put in place where they say walk-ons have got to be 30 seconds maximum. 45. I was, was going to say 45 and then I went down to 30 because I'm being brutal. I'm but miserable. 30, 34 and a half seconds maximum for the walk-on and then if you're longer than that you get a fine by the PDC how big's a fine? 200 quid so right I feel like there's a bit of a loophole here go on then if you get 200 quid from the tournament you're fancy spending 200 quid yeah. on having a bit of a longer it feels like you can even go one second over yeah 200 the fa- quid and 200 quid mm. or you can go five minutes over and still it's going to be 200 quid if you're going to go five minutes over people are going to get annoyed and upset no one's going to do a five-minute walk-on. Although the way it's going... Have you seen some of the players right now? The way it's going, someone might do a five-minute walk-on at some point. I've got a few. And, and then, even when they're walked on, they do a little dance. Oh, yeah. They're on stage. Of so course. you've got five minutes walking on, signing autographs, taking selfies. I don't know, maybe it's helping people uh, setting up their, their Apple ID or something on their phone. Well, the other day... Doing minor technical... Um, IT-related issues. The other day, at the Newcastle Premier League, Luke Lilla opened someone's pack on FIFA. So you've got that going on now. What? Have you not seen that? Did that really happen? It really happened. There's an app you get on your phone which is connected to your FIFA account and he opened a pack on his phone. I thought I saw a thing where someone was trying to get a selfie off him but their camera wasn't on because there was something on the screen. Was that what that was? He opened a pack. On I, their phone? With Luke Lilla, yeah. Wow. God knows what he got. It's wow. a new, Luke Little technique. New way to get uh, players on FIFA now. Wow, that's... Um, if he can do that within the 33 and a half second... Force 34. Limit, 34 so and a half down. Yeah, Brutal. it's going down again. Brutal if, man. If someone can do that within the, within the allotted period that I'm prepared to let them have... Sacrifice to let them have. Then uh, I'm fine. Do whatever you want in that 30 seconds, but get up on that stage and play a dart. Does that include the... Bit on stage to do that, like oh, the handshake and the referees I, and clapping to the fans. I'm not sure. I haven't thought through. No, you haven't, have you? Because the other night when we were at the Premier League at Newcastle, we had Nathan Aspinall leading the crowd <laughs> in 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 a couple of choruses of Mr. Brightside, and then they just carried on singing after it, after he'd stopped. So um, yeah, I don't know. He was like conductor Aspinall, wasn't he? He was, and then I noticed when 
he came on for the final, Mr. Brightside was cut off <laughs> a lot shorter than it was in his earlier matches. But yeah, that's that's my first complaint. I've probably got a lot to first get through. First of many. First of many. No, we love darts. We're doing this podcast, unserious darts. We're doing it because me and you, uh, father and son, we love darts so much. Darts is in our heart. If you cut me open and examine me heart, it would be like a little dartboard. That's what you'd see. And the bit that throbs would be the bullseye. That's how much I love darts. Do you love darts more? wouldn't say it's in my heart. It's not in your heart? No, not my heart. Oh, OK. I've got a normal heart, unlike you. A regular heart. A regular heart. God, it's imagine the state of my heart compared to yours. God. Oh, dear me. You've got um, like a backlist of the NHS longer than it is right now. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this. It's called Unserious Darts. We both love darts. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what's going on uh, on and off the hockey. Uh, Unseriously? Unseriously. We're not going to take it too seriously because, let's face it, darts is hilarious. It's not a serious sport. It's a sport. It's, it's a sport. We all, it is sport. Yeah. We're if, saying if, that now. If you're one of them people listen to this who goes, mm, darts isn't a sport. Get out. Get off. Stop listening now. We're not having you. We're not interested. Darts is a sport. It's as simple as that. Uh, there's many reasons why it's a sport. Well, I'm not going to go through them now, but if you're one of those darts isn't a sport people, just just switch off. Just go, go to the fridge. Something else. Go to the fridge. Get some milk out. Pour it in your eyes because there's clearly something in there. Get them. some milk in your eyes because you are not welcome here. Get some milk in your ears as well. So anyway, unserious darts. We're not taking it seriously because it's not it's not a serious thing. There's so much to love and enjoy and laugh about in darts. Um, but uh, you are, Oliver, I think, the Luke Littler of podcasting. Wow. Because, I'm honoured. Uh, wow, I've paid you a compliment and you've took it. <laughs> not even sarcastically. Was that a genuine... I'm absolutely honoured. Luke, li- you're being Luke sarcastic, Littler, aren't you? No, I'm not. You're being sarcastic. I'm, I'm being really, really, really serious. I've always wanted to be called that in my life, you know. The Luke Littler podcast. The Luke Littler even podcast. before Luke Littler was a thing. Even before he was a big thing. I mean, we've done a hundred and something episodes of a thing called Beans on Toast before, um, which you can go out and listen to if you want to. But now we've moved on to the, 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 the serious world of darts. Of podcasting to, darts. Of podcasting about darts. And you are the Luke Littler. I darts. am the Luke Littler. You you're 16 and you are at the top of your game when it comes to podcasting, I believe. And that's why I've asked you to do this podcast with me, also because, you know, we live together and it's, it's easy. Handy. Yeah. Um, speaking of Luke Littler, right, I thought we could start off this first episode talking about Luke Littler because Luke Littler has transformed darts. Let's let's not lie about that. It's like a revolution. The, uh, exactly. The, the Russian ev- revolution of darts. The arrival of Luke Littler into the world of darts in the last... You know, since the, since the Worlds began back in December, not since the world began, since the Worlds, the World Championship, has completely transformed it. It's brought an entire new set of fans. Hopefully some of you will be listening to this now, having just got into the darts in the last, you know, couple of months or so. But it's been an absolute dart revolution. It truly is the Vladimir Lenin of dart. Um, probably the first time he's been called that, but yeah, all right, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll write that down. We'll use that again, Vladimir Lenin of darts. Um, but there, there was an interview with him in the Times this weekend. Oh, and I thought, there you go. How many dart players have been interviewed by the Times? I can't. Re- I, I don't know. I can't imagine many. I can't imagine many know what the Times is going to be honest. Many dart there's, players. There's, let's not patronise them. No. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're intelligent men. Yeah, they're very intelligent. And women. Very smart. Yeah. But, um, can do maths. 
uh, Luke Little has captured the wide, wider imagination of the public in a way that I don't think any player has. We've had various world champions since Phil Taylor's insane reign at the top when he won the world championship eight mad. years in a row. Something. And then he won a few more, but other people came through and won. Adrian Lewis, Gary 2008 to 2000, like, yeah. was it 18? Van Gogh and Peter Wright. There's Gary been, Anderson. There's been other, other winners. Adrian Lewis. But, but none of those names we just mentioned, I don't think would have been the focus of a 3,000 word piece, an interview in the Times, which is what's happened to Luke Littler. Uh, and I just thought we'd have a little look through the interview because there's some interesting stuff in it. It starts off... Um, and he's talking to the interviewer, a guy called Martin Samuel, who's a sports writer for the the Times. And he, Luke is talking him through his bedroom. And <laughs> Luke Little has just talked, just turned seventeen. He says, "There's a desk." Does he have a guardian? Like in this with him in this interview? He's got a like press press person with him. Yeah, um, Good, he is an adult. He's got people around him. Yeah. Good. Can't be trusting appropriate adults. Yeah, Martin Samuel hasn't just gone into this teenager's bedroom with him. He says, on my desk, I've got my Xbox monitor speakers, then I've got a drawer with me darts, flights and stems. All his darts are in one drawer. As he do. Just in a drawer in his bedroom. Aye. I've got trophies under my bed, trophies on my windowsill, on top of my drawers, where all my deodorants are. <laughs> I love that. He's 17. He's into his deodorants. Of course he is. I've got more trophies, he says. He says, pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a, te- it's a proper teenager's bedroom. It's brilliant. Um... What else does it? I mean, you're 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 into deodorants, aren't you? You're into that kind Big of thing. Big fan of them. Yeah. Massive fan. And the and the aftershaves and all Massive that. Massive collector and all, of them. All of the all, all of the uh, what would you call them? Um, the, the smelly products. The, sm- the smells. Yeah. The smells. I'm a big like, fan. You like of to smell good. I'm a smelly fan. You know what I mean. Every one of your age likes to smell good, and why not get a bit of um, get a bit of links on there? Um, so it's talking about basically what he did in the last few months. Um, Got the final of the world early January. Got beaten by Luke Humphreys, of course. And then he went to the Bahrain Masters World Series of Darts, won it, did a nine-darter in his, in his first leg of his first match there, wasn't it? No. Or was that the other tournament? It must have been something he, else. When did he get the nine-darter? I can't remember. Was that the championship? I must say this is one feature of this podcast. High on enthusiasm, low on facts and statistics. <laughs> You're better at that than me. My memory's failing because I'm 51. You so just care about watching them throw it in the action. It, I just live in the moment. Yeah, you I do. don't remember. I forget it later. I don't, remember, I don't remember nothing about what's happened. But he did. He got that nine daughter, uh, which it says in the Times interview. He became the youngest player ever to have completed a nine dot finish. The shortest route from 501 to zero. <laughs> in case you don't know. If you don't know what a, five, what a nine daughter is... Does it? You shouldn't be listening. No, you should be listening to this. It's fine. Just don't say we'll, that. We'll work on that later. We'll work on that later. Does it say that of all time? Or like in any competition? Or just he's the first youngest person to youngest do Youngest player to do a nine daughter, which I guess would be at kind of high level. I would hope so. He's done it before in the GDC. Yeah, he's, he's done it loads of times. He's done it at his house. Yeah, as you do. But yeah, the, the, uh, it, like at World Series level, let's say, or pr- professional level. It's um, good journalism there. Yeah, but no, did he, well, I'm going to have to Google it. No, I'm not going to Google it. We haven't got time. Um, it's a good start, this. It's called well, isn't it? So then there's some other stuff, which is nonsense. Uh, he, he'd been live streaming on TikTok for a few hours. With his girlfriend, wasn't it? Was it? Did you see that? 
See, this is another thing. This is I'm glad you're here because you can talk about TikTok and all that kind of stuff and MySpace and um, Facebook. I, 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 you on about Facebook and Twitter? Face face. Yeah, I don't know any of that stuff. So Fred. Yeah, he's got a, a, a press person, uh, his publicist called Charlotte, who sits in on the interview, um, and it talks about where he met the uh, the Secretary of State for Culture, Media and Sport, Lucy Fraser. Uh, after the World Championships and he didn't have any idea who she was. I wouldn't have had any idea. I couldn't have picked her out in a crowd. And he, he just says, I just thought I was going for another interview. And Charlotte, <laughs> the publicist, says, he just gets rolled around, doesn't know what's going on, the poor guy. Oh, I don't know, Charlotte, maybe do something about that. Maybe. Is that your job? Yeah. Maybe, you know, cut back on the amount of things he has to do. If That's just like... If you're saying that. That's just like an office worker going in for like an interview or something and just the interviewer asking, your company seems to be failing recently. What's that about? Yeah. Um, I forgot to go in a couple of days a week. We're doing things wrong. Run out of paper. Just gets rolled around, doesn't know what's going on, the poor guy. And then she says the Prime Minister wanted to meet him too. And... um. Martin Samuel says, were you bothered about meeting the Prime Minister, Luke? And Luke says, not really. I don't really know what goes on with the Prime Minister or whoever's involved, really. <laughs> absolutely fine with that. That's absolutely right and correct. He's 17 years old. He, he's, he plays darts for a living to an incredibly high standard. He shouldn't have any idea about what the bloody Prime Minister's doing or even who he is. So that's interesting. But He's got the right to vote next year. Yeah, but, you know, there's 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 many more worse people out there who've got the right to vote who are my age. And older. Um, so he's talking about when he was um, practising during lockdown and playing nothing else but darts non-stop, day after day. We made a big mistake there because we were locked down and we, we had a dartboard and we should we could have been... The new, Barely played during lockdown. You could have been the second Luke Littler and I could have been on the seniors tour. <laughs> now, now they're starting the to put owl. money into it. Yeah, I could have been the owl. Um, so he was doing four or five hours a day, he said, and he was using an app called Scolia. Scolia, do you know that? I've heard of it. He was using the app which records, records the scores of darts players at home when he was 13, and his numbers were so good, some in the community thought he was cheating. The darts <sighs> community, that is. Um, and he says, the fellow that organised competitions locally would do them online at weekends. You paid your ten at the end, I won, and a few people said I was cheating. Can I? Can he prove it when we all come back? They said. He says I was getting better and better, and then we came out of lockdown. It was back to normal. All the people out from their kitchens and bedrooms into the pub and the darting world, and I proved it, didn't I? Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, get in. Well said, Luke. I don't get why I would cheat if you're that good. You really wouldn't need to. Oof. What a line. Here's the thing. All right. This hadn't occurred to me. It says he will get taller. Will he? Well, he's he's just turned seventeen. You generally grow till you're about seventeen. 17 yeah, he's still got a bit of growth in him, but because of that, his angles are going to alter. Ooh, yeah, he's still growing, and it says not that he cares. Get this, I had no idea about this. Luke Littler practices in bare feet. What? Luke Littler practices in bare feet, and he wears shoes to compete. And it says in this interview, so he has to make a height adjustment every time he plays. <laughs> What I'd love to see, I know this probably isn't allowed, PDC rules, health and safety. Oh. I'd like to see him playing bare feet. <clears throat> Why can't he play in bare feet? If he sprays his feet the same colour as shoes. Paint it. They paint them like a shoe and walk on stage. Yeah. Or even yeah, even paint like a shoe. Like like paint 
like like black, but then three stripes like Adidas or something. Why can't that? Why can't he play bare feet? Is going to stop him? Is going to throw well, him off? The, the rules will so stop gonna him. They're going to throw Luke Lillard off stage. No, they can't. It's Luke Lillard. Imagine how great he'd be if he was playing bare feet. God, he's ha- he's handicapping himself by putting shoes on to play in matches. Why, why is he doing that? Not even socks on as well. It's incredible. His talent, it says, is a combination of repetitive behaviour, the lockdown marathons that honed his talent, and preternatural ability. That's a big word for the times, that. <laughs> and innate sophistication faced with a dartboard. And that's that's true. He is, let's be honest, a freak. He is. He's probably admitted it himself. Yeah. The, the, Raymond Van Vanevelt called him a robot. As you should. He kind of is. Um, he's like the AI generated you know chat GTP or whatever it's called yeah. that's taken over the world and so is Luke Littler they're like cousins chat GBT has been combined with um, some meat and combined this, blob. this this incredible darting phenomenon uh, yeah it's just just a slab of meat with some chat GBT injected into the brain or where the brain would be and what well, you're looking at me like I'm stupid no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're man. looking at me with some kind of sadness and I'm, I'm not, sympathy. Man. I'm not. It's just it's, this is what gets through you your days until you eventually go. Age twelve, <sighs> Luke Littler reached the final of a local club competition in Widnes with five hundred pound prize money and lost, and he remembers crying. Oh, age twelve because of the defeat. Says the interviewer. No, he says because of the five hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point, I want to say. I love Luke Littler. I think not just because of how he plays darts, but because of how he conducts himself. He's completely unruffled. He he's, doesn't care. He's really laid back. Um, he's bound to face some uh, pitfalls as well as all of the glory that he's getting at the minute. You know, he's lost a few games in the last couple of months. He got angry when he tried to do the double-double in the uh, Premier League the other week ago. Mm. He missed mm-hmm. and he got angry at the dartboard. He slammed his fist against the dartboard. Mm. And so that, that might happen. He's 17. You know, it'll happen as a kid. He's, he's got, like, hormones going on. Is that what you're saying in that? He'll be a bit we'll go with sometimes. that. We'll go with that. But he's... Um, yeah, he just he just seems completely unfussed by it all. And I hope it continues like that. I hope he doesn't get, like, overwhelmed by having to meet government ministers and the prime minister and all these other off-the-board things. But I don't think he's... I don't think he's bothered about any of it, really. I don't think he's bothered. Um, and he, he talks about what he spends his, his money on. If he'd won that 500 quid, he said, back when he was 12. Um, the interview asks him, he says, what would you have done with the 500 quid? He says, what? He says, that's what, oh, 2019? He says, I was playing Fortnite then. I would have bought skins on there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He would have just spent his 500 quid on on skins on Fortnite. On all his skins. Now, he says, this gets back to what you we were talking about earlier, he'd buy packs on FIFA. <laughs> With the money he's winning. I don't know how much of the money he's actually getting or how much is getting put aside well, for his like future. he got like a quarter of a million from the World yeah. Championship. Yeah. How much of that do you reckon has been spent on FIFA points? All of it. All of it. All 250. It goes through his, uh, it goes through his team. Someone from EA's just got a massive bonus over Christmas because of Luke yeah. Hitler. It goes through his team here. He's got uh, Company, Van Dyke at the back, Alexander Arnold, Zola, Thierry Henry, Harry Kane, SEN. Um... And he says, you've got to spend money to get that team. <laughs> <laughs> he, spent, he says, that's what I've always done. When I'm in money, I just treat myself, buy some packs, get some good players. <laughs> what a boy. You know, on like... What a boy. Well, you know, you won't know, but like, you know, on TikTok, when like, you see like, a, not TikTok, of some rich 
person in the house showing off all their valuables and all like that yeah and they'll have like two million likes for some stupid reason mm-hmm. it's like that with FIFA you're yeah. just showing off how rich he is with all these great players it's it's a swag isn't it <laughs> some people get like golden chains some people <laughs> might get a new car Luke Littler opens a pack and gets SEN <laughs> Brilliant. I do hope that he's not getting all of that money immediately into his bank account. I hope that I hope they're putting it aside. It? I hope they're putting that one off. No idea. I hope it's getting put aside for his future. They're putting a trust fund. And he's on. I mean, Phil Taylor always says that he used to pay himself something like 120 quid a week. Yeah, minimum playing. wage. He's putting himself a minimum yeah. wage. Yeah, I, hope, I really hope that's kind of happening because <laughs> the money could definitely, could definitely ruin him. He, he talks about the thing about when he was spotted eating kebabs and stuff during the world when he was staying in London and he says it was just stupid he said I, I won my game got back and it was like 12.30am and I had nothing to eat since 3pm and the kebab shop was literally the only place that was open and my manager put it on Facebook and that's when the whole world went crazy <laughs> so I think there's a bit of an exaggeration that he's uh, he's addicted to pizzas and, and takeaways and kebabs and everything but um he talks about it and he says, uh, his manager sat him down and says, when you finish, it could be 11 or 12 in the evening at night uh, and it's all fast food burgers. So you've got to look after yourself and eat before you play. And then he says, now, if I've finished, even if I stay up to whenever, I just won't eat. He's got a new way of living. He's, That's good. He's looking after himself, looking after his body. Good. And why shouldn't he? He says, I love darts and it's going to be like this for 10, 15 years. When he's 15... That's a weird thing. That's and he mentions it again near the end of the interview. And he says I mean I've said to you, if Luke Littler continues to play it until the age that let's say Phil Taylor played or someone like Peter Wright or Anderson or Barney are at now, Littler's still gonna be playing when I'm eighty six. That's my last thing. Well, you say till you live eighty six. If I make it that we'll far. Go to, you know, it's bit of, you know. Yeah, if I make it that far, it's fair to say I probably won't. Um unless I start looking after myself more like Luke Littler does. But eighty six I can still be watching Luke Littler winning tournaments and that that, that makes me incredibly sad. <laughs> but yeah. But he does he mentions it again, ten to fifteen years. He says I've been playing a long time in the juniors, in the old BDF. He says I might just do ten or fifteen years and retire if I've had enough. Wow. That never occurred to us. That never occurred to us that he might just do 10, 15 years. Ooh. Win a load of money. Win a load of money. A million. Easily a couple of million. A couple of million a year. 10 mil- 12, And 20, then 30. times 15, 30 million. And then just knock it on the head and live a quiet life. And he seems like the kind of lad who would do that. Aye. More FIFA points. Yeah. When he runs out of FIFA points, going yeah. back to the darts. I can't imagine he's still being FIFA when he's 32. But, I can. But, yeah. Um, it talks about his education. Uh he got one GCSE pass oh. in sport. <laughs> <laughs> it says he didn't engage in formal education. He was off playing darts. He says, I was never really in. Uh, when I was, I just got on with what I had to do. Didn't, didn't get involved with anything else. At the beginning, they were a bit thingy with it because I was having so much time off. But we were like, he's having time off because he's doing well and winning youth titles. He's getting the men's titles and winning them as well. And school got their head round it. And back in the last year, I just went off to the development tour. Just didn't go back into school anymore. Wow. So, yeah. There you go. If you, if you just don't like school, just play just, darts. Just become a darts be prodigy. Good darts. And you can walk away from it and get a GCSE in sport. And there you go. Um, yeah, that's kind of about it, really. It's had a bit of a wild life for being so young. It was a great interview. It's a really good read. Uh, I've talked about the best bits. You don't need to go out and find the rest of them if you don't want to. But, um, yeah. We were going to talk about other things, but I think we've run out of time, but we'll do another episode in a few days and we'll talk about a preview of what's coming up 
in the next week or so. Got uh, some tournaments coming up. We've got this tournaments coming up. There's also Premier League again, I think, on of Thursday. Um, we'll talk about what we saw and heard and smelled at the Premier League in Newcastle lots when we were smells. there. Lots and lots of last smells. Last week. And we're also we're going to talk about our favourite players and our least favourite players. Who we despise. Yeah. yeah. The Hall of Love and the Hall of Hate. But uh, I think we've covered enough in this first episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I really have. It's Unserious Darts. Click on subscribe, leave a review and all that kind of thing that new podcasts say. And um, we'll, we'll be back in a few days. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Farewell. Farewell.